Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Kigongo to talk about Baker's new Eraserhead graphic series. And, uh, well, there's not really anything interesting going on in skateboarding this week, so we'll just stick to Eraserhead and make this a short episode. So, Baker just released their Spring 22 catalog, and in it is a series called Eraserhead. With artwork by rival podcaster Elise Hedge. So we decided to get Elise on the show to talk about the new graphic series. So Elise, how did your artwork end up on the bottom of a couple of Baker boards? So it's kind of like a funny story. I was, I have like some friends who just like know the team and stuff. And like one of my friends gets Baker boards and stuff like that. And there was this day that it was like in summer, I think, like maybe like August or something like that they invited me out to skate just like some street or whatever with them and like my friend told me that they were in town and stuff like that and that I don't know so I went and met up with them like somewhere probably probably like maybe like not nearly midtown but like kind of close or something like that or like maybe West Village I think actually my memory is kind of shot but like like it was like uh West Village and I went and met up with them and uh, everyone was there. Like it was like, you know, the, the team manager, like Jay was there and Andrew was there, uh, Spanky, Daniel Wheatley, Alyssa, uh, a bu- just a bunch of people that I like had met and also had not met and stuff like that. Like, I think I had met like Andrew and Alyssa like a long, long time ago, but I don't think they like were near anything. And then there was just like a bunch of people were there, like, Steven Ostrowski from Glue was there, like Beatrice DeMond was there, like all of like my friend Joe, like just like a, a bunch of like Leo Baker was there, like just a bunch of like heads were there just like hanging out just like skating some spot. And uh, I met up with them and we just like skated with them all day long and stuff like that. And we, we were skating at Battery Park. I guess they were filming for some, some Baker thing. I don't know. And uh, just went with them and... We were sitting at Battery Park for a while and we're just like talking and stuff. And like Andrew's like, oh, like, let's go out to eat. Like, you guys can all come and stuff like that. Like, you know, Baker card or whatever. I'm just like, all right, cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, all right, sweet. And like, we, he calls us like Ubers and stuff like that. So we like get in this Uber and there's like a bunch of people. Like, I swear to God, I felt like half of like New York's like skate scene was like there. He called Ubers for everybody, like the whole squad. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, a bunch of people had like left or like whatever, but there was like a lot of people there. I think we just took like two or three Ubers or something, but there was like a bunch of us. And I'm in this Uber with like Evan Wasser and like Sully and like Spanky and maybe like Daniel or someone. Like Mark, Mark Sushi was there. Like, it was mad random. I think Mark was there. He was there at Battery Park, but I think he was in the Uber. I don't remember. But anyway, we're in this Uber and like Evan and uh, Spanky are talking about just like stuff they like picked up during quarantine or like stuff they tried to like learn and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know what they said. Like, they, I don't know. I think like Evan maybe said like guitar or something like that. Or like, I don't remember what he said, but I was like, oh, yeah, I tried to, like, learn how to draw and, like, stuff like that. And uh, Spanky was like, oh, really? Like, let me see. And, like, I I guess I think Spanky is, like, actually the art director. 
or something or like one of them or something because I but I had no idea at the time I was just like oh cool like spanky you know (laughs) and so he's like oh really like let me see and I was like okay like sure I guess it's like not that good or anything but like if you want yeah and I just showed him like some stuff and he was like whoa like this is really this is really sick like have you ever done a graphic and I was like no and he was like these would look really sick on a board like what size board do you ride and stuff like that and I was just like whoa thanks like I don't know (laughs) you know and uh that was that and then we just like ate at dinner and stuff and it was super cool super fun and then I think I saw them like the next day too or whatever or like I don't know yeah something like that and uh I just get like a spanky like followed me on Instagram or whatever and I get this DM from him two weeks later or something like that while I'm at work and uh it's just like hey like me and Andrew were wondering like if you would be interested in doing some graphics for Baker and yeah I was like it's like super random like pretty crazy like uh situation that that just like unfolded in yeah it's pretty wild it's like you didn't know it but you were showing them your portfolio yeah yeah and I was just I was just like I don't know man I'm not an artist like I just been drawing for like like a year I guess not even at that time that's a high key flex right there because yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, think about all of the hobbies that people have taken up during the last two years of the pandemic, making sourdough bread, learning how to <laughs> knit, Peloton, and you decided to learn how to draw. And you found yourself in a space where you are now doing graphics for Baker. So I guess, could you walk us through, because this is skateboard graphics are the thing that people geek out on, whatever type of skater you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. We love graphics. Uh, maybe as you get older, you get more into shapes, but graphics, that's a big one. So can you walk us through what, what the design process is like? What's it like receiving that feedback? And as somebody who kind of dived headfirst into the deep end, like what's been your experience like? Because this, you know, for a lot of us, like this is a dream. Yeah, it was like really crazy. So well, for sometimes like I think that like, I don't know, Cause I didn't have to like ask them like anything, like, is there anything you guys are thinking of that you want me to draw up? You know what I mean? Like for them, like specifically, like it didn't work like that. Like they just were like, like Spanky hit me up. Like I had his number or whatever. And I'm just like sent him like every single piece of art like I've ever done. So like, I, I like, I, I have never like drawn or anything, but like, I've always been like, pretty creative I'd like to say like I would do a lot of hand embroidery and sewing and like collaging and stuff like that writing and stuff like that but never any like drawing and stuff and so I don't know when I moved to New York like you know it's New York like everyone like draws and like does art here and I just like saw a bunch of people doing it and I was like wow that's like really cool like I want to do that so I'm just gonna like learn how to do that I guess so I just like I don't know just like practiced and practiced and practiced and stuff like that but I just sent him like every single piece of art I've ever done so like including like embroidery and like all that stuff like collaging everything and uh they he really seemed to like my like graphite drawings that I did which is like you know just pencil drawings and and uh yeah I don't know they just like use stuff that I already drew so that was like pretty convenient because I didn't feel like I was in like some crazy time crunch or anything you know to like whip up something that they liked enough 
and he was like like Spanky is literally like the best like human being to work with ever I feel like like he made it so chill like so like just casual and like fun and stuff like that so I don't know it was just like really cool like all he really asked of me was just kind of like keep drawing and just like like write people's names and stuff like that and I I had never done like fonts either which is like essentially what like you kind of need for like you know either the the brand name and like the skater's name and stuff like that so like that was kind of challenging but yeah I just like made like a bunch of different stuff like I swear like when I got home from skating or work like every night like I would try to like draw something new and like scan it so I could send it over and stuff like that and I sent like a bunch of stuff over and a bunch of stuff that they like didn't use and stuff but then yeah really like he kind of uh took control of most of it so like color theme and like arranging and stuff like I had suggestions and I told him what I did like what I didn't like and I think that they did take that into consideration and stuff like that but it was like pretty chill on my side like really all he asked was like you know, can you write some names or like what skaters do you want to do the graphics for? Or well, they had like originally uh, gave me like three people's names and I got to choose. Uh, and he was like, if you want to do these people, then like, that's cool. And if not, then that's fine. You can like, if, there, if there's any other skaters you want to do, then like, let us know. Uh, but yeah, then I ended up doing yeah, Andrew Reynolds and then Spanky's board and then um, Rowan's. Yeah, that sounds insanely chill. I don't know if I answered like all your questions or not, but it was just like, like it's kind of hard to describe because it didn't even feel like it was just fun. Like it didn't feel stressful or anything. And like, I just like took my time and like got to like kind of do what I wanted, like in terms of like, he didn't tell me what to do at all really, except like, just like, I think we used just my handwriting for like Reynolds name on the bottom of the board and stuff. So I think he did ask me just to write in my handwriting, some of the uh, names like that. No, you definitely answered the questions. And it sounds like, I mean, you have, um, especially as someone who's worked with a lot of designers, art directors, it sounds like you have that kind of relationship where they based off of just the first impressions of the work that you showed them and your portfolio, and it is your portfolio that there's a lot of trust in there. So can you give us some info about like that background and how like, you know, how you've over time like been tinkering as a visual artist and now you're in the space where you are actually creating something that's being consumed. Like tell us about like working in embroidery and just like, how did you develop that? How did you develop that sense? You know, especially with all the distractions that are available out there. How have you made this? How have you made this? And how do you continue to make being creative and actually making stuff a priority and how do you keep it fun that's like a funny question because like I don't even really know like I I just have always been like super like I don't know like kind of like creative and like kind of like dipping my toes in like a bunch of different scenes and things so like I kind of feel like sometimes I'm like okay at like a whole bunch of things instead of like really good at one thing you know what I mean because there's just like so much to do like in the world and stuff like that like I sometimes feels like I just want to try it all you know what I mean but I think that like as far as like like creativity and stuff like I mean just like any person who does like any kind of like art or like you know 
creative like outlet like including skateboarding and stuff like it can kind of come in like motivation comes in waves and stuff like that and like I don't know sometimes people like get motivated off like seeing you know skate videos or seeing their favorite skater like put out a part and stuff like that and that's like motivates them to go learn a new trick or like do whatever but I kind of feel that way when I see like my friends do art and like or people that I admire like see them do art like I see what they do and I'm like damn that is like really sick like that makes me want to make something that makes me feel how when I look at that you know what I mean who are some of those people that make you make you feel that way oh there's so my friend Noelle she draws too and I just met her when I moved out here in New York and her her username's like at Noelle x Lee but like her drawings are really sick I really like her drawings like I think that that super inspired me and stuff and then like I don't even know. Uh, there's this guy, the guy who um, does paintings for some of the quasi boards. His like username is like A.E. Barnes. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, his like paintings are just like so awesome. And like uh, that really inspires me. And there's this other guy. So it's all oh, contemporary, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I don't really like look at like Picasso and be like damn that really makes me want to draw right now or anything like it's more of just like I don't really like like I don't know that guy uh who does the paintings for the quasi boards but like besides that like I mean I fought there's this other guy that I really like his arts his username's four billion smiling dogs and his stuff's really cool like I don't know like Kyoto is like my homie he really inspires me with his art my friend Michaela she's like I think she's kind of what really made me like start it because I was hanging out with her and uh, my f- and seven a bunch and like she's really really good at drawing and I saw that and I was like how do you do that how do you do that and I was just like just saw it was like really cool and just like kind of like a little bit of everyone just kind of made me feel like damn I really want to do that and so yeah uh, she really inspires me too and that kind of made I don't know, just like inspires me to do art and stuff like that. But I guess it is, yeah, like contemporary, but I don't even really look at it as like, I don't know, just kind of like feels like when your friends do something cool and you're like, hell yeah, I'm hyped that like my friend did that, like that, I don't know, that just like gets me hyped, I guess. Like, I don't really oh, yeah, know totally. if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, especially like, um, I just love the fact that you've just brought up uh, not only like people within your inner circle, but then just also people who are out there doing this right now. Do you maintain like a scrapbook, vision board, like a place where you can just be messy and, you know, have photos and things like that of all of your friends work? Or do you kind of like have stuff like a whole bunch of bookmarks on the laptop or on your phone where you just like kind of just like can reach and grab for ideas? Or are you just kind of cycling through whatever pops up in your mind no like I'm definitely like like a reference kind of person or like a visual person like I have like a million things saved like on the save tab on Instagram and I have like so many screenshots like so many screenshots of stuff or even just photos like of things like I was just in San Francisco last week and I like was walking with my friends and I like stopped and took a picture of this like fence thing and my friend was like are you gonna paint that and I was like yeah I was thinking about it because that's why I stopped to take a photo of it so like I I really I take screenshots of like 
everything, even stuff that's just not art, like photos, like I don't even know what I got in here. Like I got like a picture of fruit on here from like Twitter and just like stuff that's like, I don't know. Uh, oh, fruit, fruit is like a classic art theme. So yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. I don't know. There's just like this picture of some blackberries. And I was like, oh, that looks like I've been really into painting lately, which I've is like I've never really painted for. But I have like screenshots of drawings to be like, oh, like this is how that person like shaded that and stuff like that. So like when I made the Baker graphics, like I was only really experimenting with graphite and charcoal and which was super fun. But now I've like gone a little different. I don't know. Like I don't really use graphite as much lately. I've been like trying to teach myself how to use ballpoint pen, which is like a lot harder. But I read something somewhere that was like, it's good to kind of like sketch and draw with ballpoint pen because it makes you a little bit more conscious of the lines that you put down because, you know, you can't erase it and like stuff like that's a little bit harder to change. So Mm -hmm. I've been trying to do that. And like I've been uh, trying to paint stuff like that. So like I have a bunch of screenshots of like how people shaded things or how they hatched something, which is like, you know, I don't know if you guys know what that means, but it's like... Mm -hmm. No diss, nope. you know, but it's like a <laughs> no diss. I didn't know what the hell that meant until my friend told me, my friend Michaela told me what hatching meant, but it's just like a form of shading, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have like pictures of like, like paintings that like I've just seen on Twitter that like, just to like think like, oh, that's how that person, I'm like a visual learner. So I didn't like have some like, like anyone teaching me or like, go to any classes or anything or like honestly I didn't really even look at YouTube videos like I just like saw like pictures and like seeing how people did it in a picture just like kind of taught me but I got like a bunch of screenshots like I have a screenshot of like a old like arcade game for some reason like I wish I could show you guys this but <laughs> it's like I have like screen screenshots of like an old car wash sign like I don't know I have like a bunch of stuff in here this is flyers for shows and stuff like that but I don't know I got a bunch of stuff in here like that I just use as like inspiration or like kind of almost like how to's or like I just take pictures of stuff so I'm like damn that would be cool if I like tried to paint that it's super interesting that that you've learned from photos instead of like you said watching a YouTube video like you're really kind of like having to figure it out instead of learning like somebody else's technique so I think that you're kind of like developing your own technique based on like your guess as to like the the way that somebody else did it and isn't it yeah and I I like uh I have oh I forgot to mention though one of my friends is really good at drawing that super super got me into drawing with graphite his name's Luke uh Luke Linsky he's like really good at drawing and like my friend Troy he's like super artistic and stuff too but uh I brought Luke up because Luke like it's kind of like mainly I like taught myself from like looking at pictures and stuff like that but like for an instance like I remember like talking to my friend Luke and being like damn dude it's hella hard to like draw like hair or like fur he like gave me this tip about like er like using an eraser to kind of like put marks after you lay down like the graphite or whatever that kind Mm -hmm. of give it more depth and stuff like that and like that like really helps so like I would just like talk to some of my friends be like hey like yeah like I'm trying to learn how to draw and stuff like like how do you do that or like I really like this one that you do you know what I mean or uh 
I guess TikTok even, even sometimes I would see like a little TikTok, I guess, and that can sometimes help too. I don't, I don't really like watch those that much though. I mainly just like looked at stuff. So it's kind of like you, you have this, like you're sort of sitting in between two worlds. On one hand, you're using a lot of social media uh, to actually source a lot of the inspiration material, but you're treating it very much like a traditional visual artist sense and that you are using all of this for inspiration, that you are like there's a method to your madness that somebody else who might find all of these tabs and saved Instagram pages might be like, what is this? But for you, it's like, this is like, no, 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 no. This is how I got this idea for this particular shade. And for example, like this is where I, I saw this color pattern and for example, the picture of the fence. So like kind of dialing it way, way, way. Um, so what got you into skating? What, what brought you to New York? To paraphrase David Byrne, how did you get here? <laughs> I I'm from Seattle actually I grew up in I grew up like 20 minutes north of Seattle but I lived alone in, in like South Seattle for like four years um till I was like 23 and then uh I went on a skate trip with Troy actually to New York it was actually like so kind of during the pandemic not like you know in the beginning of it but like once stuff kind of chilled out a little bit more and I I wasn't working because of COVID my, my, I worked at Starbucks and I also worked at uh, 35th North at the, the skate shop in Seattle, but I got, I was like on leave because my store was shut down. So I was like, yeah, Troy, like, let's go to New York. Like it was for a Noah trip. And I was like, let's go to New York. Like, this is the only time I'll have like this much time off, like in my life probably. Cause I've been working like five, six days a week since I was like 18 never would have like, you know, longer than like a week or two off at a time. You know what I mean? So we go to New York and it was like, I was supposed to be there for two weeks and I stayed here for a month and a half. And then I lost my job at Starbucks actually back home. And I was like, damn, like, what if I just moved here? And I was like, no, I don't know. But then like some other stuff happened. And then I went back to Seattle and I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, I, I'm just going to move to New York. Like, I don't really have a reason to stay in Seattle anymore. Starbucks kind of had me a chokehold because they had really good health insurance, but I lost it. So I was like, fuck it. Sorry, can I swear on here? Sure, please do. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just move. So yeah, I moved to New York uh, November of uh, 2020. Yeah. And I've been here. What's your- I forgot that you were on Noah. Yeah. For a short moment there, yeah. Was everybody on just for a short moment? I feel like it was like they made the video and then they're like, all right, we're done with skating. Um, no, I want to say no. I think some of them had been like on it for a while, uh, but I'm not too sure actually. But uh, just like some, I don't know, just some differences happened, I suppose. And so I guess a bunch of people ended up leaving and stuff. And I was like, getting stuff from them but i wasn't like on on i guess so it, it was like you know it's skateboarding it happens yeah yeah you know some some <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah it, not to be flippant about it but you know doing this podcast being skateboarders ourselves we're kind of there's an understanding that all things must pass and there's very little permanence so like what would you say in making that decision to move to new york like what would you say is for example is a thing that's like what what sold it for you i mean you went you were supposed to go for a week you ended up staying for a month like what was it i mean i'm a new yorker myself but you know so there's an obvious thing in there but like what is the thing that made you be like i gotta do it i gotta be here well i lived in seattle for like 23 years and i like knew that 
I wanted to move out of state someday. I didn't know where. I kind of thought it was like California for a while, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna just save my money. And I had been saving because I knew I wanted to move someday. But I came here and like I just felt like a lot more love and like closeness from my friends here that I had made in the short amount of time that I was here than I had felt kind of some by from some people back home. And I was like, you know, I'm only like, like, I'm just getting older, like, and the skate scene here was just like, I mean, just from visiting, like, I got a lot of cool opportunities and met a lot of cool people. And it doesn't rain, like, you know, probably like nine months out of the year or something or longer. And just like mainly like the people I met here, like, really showed up for me when I needed them and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I think I'm just gonna do it. And like, I had a bunch of people being like, yo, like, do it. Like, I'll help you out. Like, you can do it. Like, encouragement and stuff like that. And like, I mean, obviously, you know, like, New York City's like Disneyland for the skateboarder. So it was like, (laughs) super fun and whatever. And I don't know, it was just like a new experience and stuff like that. Well, yeah, it seems to have really worked out for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's been pretty cool, I think. And who would you say... You know, like the cool thing now is like when I was a teenager, <laughs> most of the skateboard media industry was really centered in, on the West Coast, primarily San Francisco and LA. And New York has really diversified. You have, or excuse me, skate media has diversified. You have so much more. Um, sorry, I also left out San Diego, but since Transworld is gone or, or no longer in print, um, there's a tendency to forget about that. Anyway, so now you have Quarter Snap, you have Jenkum, you have um, Village Psychic, you've got a whole bunch of zines, you've got people who are putting out independent videos, you've got crews who are putting out videos. And it doesn't feel forced, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like there's something, there's, there's something, you know, lurking behind all of that. And I guess like for you as, as an artist, like how are you, like, do you find like the fact that there's a lot more places for people to share different parts of skateboarding, does any of that inspire you as a skater or as an artist? Um, do you ever think about maybe doing a zine or making a video or like putting out something on your own, maybe even putting on a, a show, for example, like getting a bunch of your friends who are all visual artists and really talented and being like, hey, let's do something. Well, I did make a zine actually when, when I moved out here. I made a zine that I, I worked on it for like two years actually, but I like came here and was like, there's just something like, I don't know what it is. There's something in the water here, something that just like really made me want to make stuff. Like maybe it's like, cause all my friends are like artists and stuff like that. But like that made me really want to make things, I guess. And like, I've always been inspired by my friends skating wise and stuff like that. So like that, you know, obviously kind of like carried over, but like yeah I guess living in New York does really make me want to do stuff I guess is that kind of your question like uh yeah what do you think would be like the next step for you like what's I mean what's something else you want to do I mean you've achieved something that a lot of artists really want which is hey I want to at least artists you know artists who also skate you know it's like hey I want to get some boards you know I want to get some of my artwork on as as a board graphic so what are some other things that you'd like to do now that you've now that you've unlocked a little part of it like my dreams and aspirations and stuff yeah uh well I guess to be like completely honest like I just think like the coolest thing is like having a show like I would love to have a show like just like you know you like you know, just an art show, like, that would be so sick, not, like, a solo one, because that sounds hella scary, 
but like one combined with like other people like that just sounds so fun and so cool I have no idea how someone would do that or how to go about that so I'm gonna just let it let that one chill on the back burner I guess but I really want to do that someday like I think that that would be really fun well now now the world knows about it because you've just told the world on our podcast so I'm sure (laughs) sure you'll be getting lots of dms from uh prestigious art dealers damn I mean (laughs) we're gonna make your world famous it's gonna be huge (laughs) it's gonna be massive uh Mimi and Zay bars I'm buying the coffee yeah (laughs) I'm like dang you guys are making a lot of promises on here aren't you but I really want to make I just uh I don't know. I feel like inspired my friend, Chris Wilson. He makes a lot of like flyers for bands. Like I really like like hardcore and punk music and stuff like that. Like I'd really love to make like like, a flyer for a a tour or a show or like an album cover or a demo cover or like, I don't know, like skateboarding contests. They have flyers, I guess. Like flyer would just be super cool. I don't think I've really done anything like that. Oh, there's, there's like, as also someone who's a musician and friends with a lot of musicians, like, trust me, there's a lot of people always looking for cool artwork and want to be able to, especially out here in LA, definitely a lot of people want to plug into that nexus, like with skating, actually like jumping back into skating. So you're in Genesis too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that video because like, uh, that was actually, uh, God, when that come out, was it the, it was the end of 2020, right? It was, uh. December 30th. Yeah, as I remember watching that with my wife because it was a New Year's at home. So we ended up just watching that ourselves. <laughs> oh, that's such, awesome. We had such a good time. Like we made a really, really, like we got dressed up and everything. We made a really nice dinner, hung out with our cat and watched that video. No way, yo, are yeah, you for real? Yeah, we watched it, like watched a bunch of skate videos and that was like the mark, that was like the marquee, that was like the the headliner and like a, like a multi-feature joint. And it was actually, was it was really, really nice. So. Damn, you and your wife sound hella dope, yo. <laughs> Well, she she loves sick, skate videos. It's, that's a really sick New Year's uh, Eve. Yeah, it was it was fun. So, like, can you give us some insight into like the making of that video? Because the way it was received, at least you know, amongst my buddies and everyone in the group text, and also here on the pod, was just like it was like a nice. It was fun. It was like it was like a breath of fresh air in that like it was really really fun. It was fun to watch. It looked like it was fun to make and especially because the end of the year is becoming Sodi season, skateboarding and skateboard discourse becomes very, very yeah. So like, give us some insight into like how you, you know, like how you all like maintain that sense of fun, especially in a time where, you know, by that time, you know, we had the understanding that the Olympics was going to be coming the following summer where skateboarding is becoming very business, very serious. How do you, mm-hmm. how did you create that balance? So I don't know. Have you ever seen Genesis one? I don't think uh, I have Templeton. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, so there's like a Genesis one, and I was not, fr- I didn't skate when they made that. I've, I've been skating for like five years, almost, almost five years, I think. And uh, so they were like Ian, Troy, Bao, Xavier, uh, Jasper, like all these people, Pablo, like all these people were friends before and made Genesis one and stuff like that. And then I got into skating and just, you know, you meet people through skating, whatever. I met uh, like, Troy, Bao, Xavier, Ian, Cass, like at my local skate park, I guess not really my local skate park, but a skate park I would go to, you know what I mean? I don't know, but I, I would, I met them and like long story short, I guess, like 
we I just like I've known them for like like I think Troy saw me do like my first kickflip ever like they've seen me I guess since I've like first started skating in a way I just would always see them at the skate park and stuff. We didn't really become that good of friends until like, like I want to say a year and like maybe a year and a half before that video came out was when we actually became friends and started like skating together and stuff. I didn't even like look at it as like, this is a thing like I can have a full part in or anything like at all. Like I had no expectations. Like I was just like, all I know is that like, I see all these really cool people and I'm like inspired by them again, you know, like, like my friend Kristen and just like a bunch of like people in like Seattle who like go out and like, you know, Shari White, uh, Kristen Ebling, like a bunch of people um, that like just skate and like film street and stuff like Breezy Una and stuff. And I was just like, damn, I want to do that. And uh, I had done that like a little bit not like anything crazy and then like when I became friend, really good friends with Ian like I remember like him just being like yo like let's him commenting on something that I posted at a skate park and him saying like yo let's get this on film when you come back I was in like California thing and I remember being like cool like yeah super down and like I remember uh going and uh filming with Ian just me and Ian at the spot it was actually a trick I never got but there's some like street flat bar or whatever and just like after that like I just like got really comfortable with Ian as like my filmer and stuff and like just like everything I would learn it would be like he'd be like all right let's go do it at the spot or, like let's do this and just like I just really ended up like enjoying learning how to film or learning how to be filmed I suppose and, and learning how to film, I guess, because there was some stuff that I helped film in Genesis, too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just, like, we just became, like, good friends, and they were just ended up being my, like, daily crew that I skated with, and, like, all of a sudden, like, I don't know, before I knew it, Ian was just, like, dude, if you get, like, a couple more tricks, like, you can have, like, a full part in the video, and I was just, like, whoa, like, that's pretty crazy, and yeah, I don't know. I think I got, like, my first sponsor and stuff, like, right before he said that or something like that so I was like super pumped and like super hyped and I was like let's go film let's go film that's kind of when I just like started really uh getting some clips I guess but how did we keep it so fun like I don't know it was never that serious to me you know I guess in a way like if that makes sense like it was literally just like this is fun I see other people I see other queer people doing this I see other girls I see the girls doing this I see like trans people doing this like I see you know just all of my friends doing this stuff like I'm like damn anyone can do this like that looks like fun like these people I'm skating with are super fun to be around and super fun to film with like let's just go have fun and like I don't know they're just like we're they're all just like a fun like kind of hijinks group of people I guess so when we're all together like it is just fun and I guess, you know, when you're filming all the time, like you just capture that on video. I don't know about them and stuff, but just for me personally, like it was never like that serious, like I'm going to be a skater, like here is my like full part, you know what I mean? Anything like that. Like I was just like, damn, that's cool. Like sounds like fun. Like let's do it. Yeah. I don't know. Like stuff like with the music, like, I don't know, you, just, you didn't really ask, but like the music and stuff like that, like 
something that like kind of keeps it fun I think is like we all didn't really have like that much of a say in it like I didn't really see my part until the video almost was out so like Ian really he's like the mastermind of everything like he put everything together like he's super great he's super creative like with like the music and stuff like that like a bunch of the stuff he would just hear us playing music in the van and be like damn this song is sick or like songs that we would play a bunch in the van and he ended up using like some some of those songs the video so that was like super fun too and like I don't know when you just like have a really good time with like your friends and stuff like I don't know it's just it is just fun you know what I mean yeah, absolutely. It doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like um, you're rushing towards deadline because obviously we've all heard the stories of a lot of the skaters that we all admire cracking under the pressure sometimes because of the deadlines and because of the travel. And, you know, I guess, you know, with when you are working on a, a skate video with a, a big budget or any budget, really, there's a little bit more, there's that more pressure. And inadvertently, the thing that gets lost is like that sense of what you just described now, which is like that fun, just like, you're not taking it, you're taking it seriously because you love skateboarding and you want to, you want to get some tricks and you want to push yourself, but you're not, you know, like the best example that always comes to mind is Mark Johnson when he was absolutely at his peak was, you know, pretty much went to hell and back to film his video parts, which in retrospect, we all realize like it's not the best way. It's not the healthiest way. It's not good for the skater. It's definitely not good for the team, you know, kind of like widening, you know, kind of like spreading out a little bit. Because you also podcast. Where do you think skateboarding is right now? You know, the Olympics was last year. You know, Suchi just won. Sodi. Skateboarding is more diverse than it ever has been in some ways. And in other ways, it's the same old shit. Where are we? Dude, I feel like I don't even know. Because I started skating five years ago. So, like, when I think about this stuff, I'm like, I don't really know how it was before. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, like, you guys have been skating for a while. So, like you know like how much it's changed and stuff but kind of like been the same in my eyes only because like I've only been skating for like five years you know what I mean so like I started skating because there's a bunch of like women and queer people skating and like that's kind of that was my introduction to skateboarding and I would only skate with them when I first started skating but I don't know so like I don't know. It's kind of hard a question for me to answer because I don't really know what to compare it to besides like, I guess, skate videos, you know what I mean? Or like interviews and articles. I I mean, it's definitely different (laughs) for sure. But like uh, Templeton, you're the you're the oldest one in the room. How would you say like there's like a contrast? Because I think what Elise just described is how much things have changed since we were kids. And definitely when we were teenagers and, you know, Templeton, in your experience working on videos, working in working in skateboard media, I think Elisa's answer about the fact that there's more women, uh, more queer folks in skateboarding, and that's what brought her into the game, is so different than, say, basically the big sausage fest that it was up until recently. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that now is the best time in skateboarding ever just because of that, like, inclusivity. You know, it's always... We've always talked about skateboarding as being like it's for everybody or whatever, but I think now is the time when it actually has been the most for everybody. And I'm sure it's going to be even better in the future. You know, like I, I feel like I like to take a forward looking view at skateboarding and it's like only going to get better. Yeah. Like at least like where do you see room for improvement? Like where do you, where do you see the need for like, okay, 
some things are cool, but these are some spaces that really need improvement. Well, I mean, I feel like this question is asked a lot to like queer people and like women and whatever in skateboarding. So it's kind of just like the same thing. I mean, like, uh, you know, obviously like there can be more like inclusivity with like everything. Like, I mean, uh, someone kind of asked me something similar to this recently and uh, it kind of like reminded me of it just now. But I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, like, for example, like me personally, I'm very visually inspired motivated and stuff like that and like it is like so true that like you know women and queer people like only very recently have been getting as much exposure or like representation in skateboarding as like men have you know for however long so I I mean just like more like representation I think to like inspire other people and like other like queer people or women or you know whoever like to start skateboarding or to like keep skateboarding and stuff like that, I think is like super important. That was kind of one thing that like got me skating. Like I remember being my first year of skating, I think, or something like that. And like was when Lizzie Armano went pro and being like, whoa, like that is like so sick. Like feeling just like, I mean, you know, I don't skate vert or nothing like that, but like being like, wow, like girls can do that that's super sick and stuff like that. Um, obviously like Alyssa Steamer and stuff like that, but my first year of skating, I don't really think I knew that, but yeah, like industry, like, I mean, like how many women team managers do you know, like in skateboarding? I think about uh, that all the time. Yeah, like just one, I think. Yeah. Alex White maybe from right. prep. like, I don't know. Like there's like, there's not that many, you know what I mean? I think that there's a lot more room. Like, I know there's a lot of like, spaces that people could be filling with people who have a lot less opportunities that's women of color you know what I mean like queer queer women of color trans people of color like I don't know there's like where's the representation in that you know or even like reps tms like stuff like that I just think that that stuff could use a lot more work obviously maybe I'm just talking about something that like I don't know that much about like I'm not in the industry and stuff like that but from my perspective, that's what it looks like. I don't know. I mean, you 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 designed some boards for Baker. Yeah. You're on a cool podcast. You're an artist. You're in the mix with a lot of people. You've been in a video that was very very well received. Like you know, maybe yeah, not. You're in you're in the industry at least, whether yeah. you like it or not. You're in like the cool corner. Of, like you're in like the smokers corner of the industry. That's where like the cool shits going down. The smoking indoors corner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, that's kind of dope. <laughs> and like you just um you brought up something really important too there about about representation and that how powerful that can be for people who are just starting skating and being able to see yourself in a magazine or a zine or in a video that's something that's incredibly important and really really powerful and it's important to have people say that out loud too because i think one of the other challenges just looking at skating from the the industry from the periphery is that a lot of folks are very hesitant to facilitate that kind of change. They're just, you know, like they, you know, they, there's almost like a visible, like a visible discomfort. You say like, like how come there's not more black team managers or, 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 or women or, or trans team managers or, you know, or designers who are working on board graphics or who are doing X, Y, and Z in companies. And they're just like, oh, I don't know. Just like, we just like hired like, we like a bunch of people that we know. Just like, so, you know, like a bunch of dudes, like, 
and that's who you all hired. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I mean. Like, there's definitely with how many women, how many artists, how many like, you know, are people are like skateboarding nowadays. And it's like, y'all just have the same old like every, you know, every kind of. Oh, he's the homie. Like, he's the homie. He's the TM. Yeah. We, we bought him on. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, damn, like y'all can't have two or like y'all can't have like, even like for a lot of the women's teams, I feel like there's like, it's men manager and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I just think that there's probably like, there just needs to be like maybe more representation in like the industry for that. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, absolutely. And it's, I think that the challenging part is that on one hand, for like regular, regular skaters out there in the world, this change is happening very rapidly and people are getting used to it and it's becoming normalized, right? But then the industry is like a whole other different thing, right? Like the companies, the magazines, the videos, everything like that. Especially like when you look at like the programs for, you know, much larger corporate entities like an Adidas or a Nike or whoever. And it's challenging. I mean, you're, you're challenging the status quo. Like you're basically saying like, hey, we, we want some, we want the skateboard industry to reflect what's happening in actual skateboarding. Like I live in LA, you see all types of folks at any spot, anywhere in the county, you know? And this is a county yeah. of what? 10 million people, city of LA has 4 million. Uh, geographically, I think it's the largest county in the United States. And yet you have all of that diversity for real, for real at any park, any spot, any DIY. But when you look at the industry, you don't see it. And like, that can be that, I mean, that is jarring. Yeah. Especially like, I mean, like sometimes people ask me what I want to do when I get older. And I'm like, dude, like how sick would it be to be like a TM or a rep or something? And I'm like, I don't really see that many people that like either look like me or look, you know, different than me or are like, queer people or women or non-binary people that are doing that kind of stuff. So it kind of makes me feel like, damn, you know, can those people like do that stuff even? Cause it's like, you don't see that much representation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, for example, like you totally demystified the process of like, how does somebody end up doing some, you know, end up doing graphics for a very well-known skate brand. And so like, you remove the curtain for that for us. And that's really important. And hopefully, you know, there'll be people who hear this podcast and be like, oh, okay, I've been working on stuff. I have like a portfolio. Like I'm, I'm, maybe this is something for me. And yeah, it's, you're right. Like there isn't, there isn't a lot of diversity in that. And traditionally it has always been sort of like a, there's always been like a, a soft landing for folks within the industry or for a certain company or distro to be like, okay, you don't really want to do pro thing anymore. How about we, how about this? You want to be the team manager? You want to go like do this tour for like, the summer let's see how it works out and then if it does again though it's it's nepotism it's like it's a homey network you know you're not competing yeah. it out it's not it it may not be going to the best person and in the 90s you got to see like sometimes the team manager was wilding harder than the team yeah yeah and like i understand also like literally skateboarding is just like that like as a lot of kind of like things are just like it depends it's kind of who you know and if you can hang or not it's just like how it is sometimes, but I don't know. It would be nice to like see like more different types of people and things like that, I suppose. But thank Absolutely. you. I think we're going to see more of that just as time goes on, you know, like, yeah, you know, somebody like you may, might move on from your skate career into like a, being a team manager or a rep or whatever, you know, next step. And you could be 
you know, breaking ground there, just as you've been doing for your entire uh, time on a skateboard, it seems. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But, or, you know, for example, you know, you might be the person who decides like, hey, like I want to, because there's more skaters now who have managers. What if you say like, hey, I want to do like a, the formal title would be like, oh, we do like action sports management, but really just like we manage professional skateboard. Yeah. yeah well, that's like uh, Cersei Wallace, I think is her name. She manages a bunch of skaters, used to manage um, Nigel. She was like a pro snowboarder. Oh, wow. So she's like a high powered uh, agent now for That's action sports. Great. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, I don't know. Obviously, you know, I mean, stuff changes all the time too. For me personally, like, it's like that sounds all cool and stuff. I don't know how cool it actually is. I, I kind of uh, try not to make too many plans like for the future because uh, that stresses me out. <laughs> but. Uh, I feel like I kind of just like rock with whatever happens and it happens, but yeah. Yeah. It seems to, seems to have worked out pretty good for you so far. Yeah. It's going okay. I think. Also helps that you have the talent to back it up. Boom. (laughs) Thank you. I I appreciate that a lot. I really do. Yeah. The talent's important. Got to get people stoked on your talent, which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Elise, what are you stoked on this week? Well, I just got back from the Bay Area a couple of days ago, and I'm super stoked to uh, use my paints that I just got and to wear some different pants other than like the three that I had brought the whole eight days I was there. And I'm super stoked on dim sum lately. I've been really into dim sum. I don't know if that's <laughs> what kind of stoked you guys mean. Oh, but, yeah. And I'm also stoked on jackie mitchell michael jackie michael nick is it nick mitchell nick mitchell right oh michael michael all right jackie michael bro she has so much c's she i don't know if you guys do you guys know who i'm talking about no all right well you need to go on instagram and look her up because she she's nick's uh sister yep and she writes for vans she was in the vans the newest vans video i think she's on like spitfire maybe and I don't know what else, but she's like really, really good. And she just like has hella swag. So I just like, I'm, I just like saw her on Instagram before I like went on here to do this. And I was just like, damn, I have to put like Jackie on my list because she just looks so sick on a skateboard. Like that's what I want to look like, like when I'm older, <laughs> when I'm like, or when I like skate more, you know what I mean? Sick. Patrick, what are you stoked on? Uh, I'm stoked on Spitfire wheels. I just set up an 8.5 board with 60 millimeter wheels. It's a it's a boat. I have no idea what to do with it. I guess <laughs> I'll start skating park with it. I had a bunch of stuff laying around. And I said, all right, let's just see what the hell happens. Uh, I'm stoked on meeting Lucas Puig uh, a couple Whoa. of days ago at the Santa Monica Curbs. He's such a sweetheart. He's very, very nice. He's amazing to watch in person. Uh, it's like him, Al Boglio, and a few other folks. Uh, it's like a bunch of Frenchies, a few Americans. It was really fun. Kevin White was also there. It, it was a very, very, it was a very, very chill scene. I had been at the Venice Park earlier in the afternoon, and that's always kind of a very negative vibe. I know it's a very, it's a super locals spot, so I probably should, it's a free country. I'm also stoked on the Harold Hunter Foundation, of which I am an executive board member. This Saturday, we're going to be having a best trick contest at El Sereno Skate Park here in Los Angeles. It's going to be super fun. I'm going to be bringing some stuff out there to sweeten the pot, some wheels, some fresh new decks, maybe a, like a little complete, something like that here and there. 
And if you can't make it, follow it online. It's definitely going to be a lot of people that are going to be live streaming it on Instagram. And if you feel like donating, donation page is going to be in the show notes. Templeton, what are you stoked on? I am stoked on suburban industrial parks. There's one near my house. Went and checked it out this weekend and there were like at least three new spots. So get out there and explore your local industrial park. Uh, you might find something that you're stoked on. That's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Patrick, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter under the handle at Colonel K Speaks or on Instagram at Pikagongo. I deleted Clubhouse. It sucks. Elise, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh... You guys can find me on Instagram. You can find my art Instagram, which I have made recently. Uh, it's at can you open this for me? And if you want to see some of my art or anything, or, you know, uh, it'll be there. Uh, Templeton, where can uh, people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Be safe. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack and you may find yourself in another part of the world and you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile and you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife and you may ask yourself So